The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning, my friends. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again this morning on this Wednesday morning. And uh, looking forward to a great time together as we dive into God's Word just for a few moments. Uh, If you're following along with us, we are in Matthew chapter 21, and we're working our way through the last few chapters of the book of Matthew, all which cover the last week of Christ's official earthly ministry before he is taken to the cross. And uh, there's time after that, but uh, that's the time kind of where he meets with the disciples a few times, gives the um, Great Commission, kind of fulfills the ultimate, you know, gets them prepared to fulfill, to do the ministry. Uh, But we're looking at a scenario now where he's still teaching. He's trying to teach the scribes and Pharisees, these false people, in the process teaching people around him. Uh, This kind of teaching, of course, only drives these religious leaders more and more angry, uh, which you could technically say is the reason they got to the point where they were done and they finally took him uh, to the sham court, ended up putting him on the cross. We know that this was the plan all along, so Jesus was not surprised by this. Uh, But we're going to jump in in Matthew 21 and verse 33. Here another parable, there was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. And he leased it to two vine dressers and went into a far country. Now when the vintage drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers that they might receive the fruit. And the vine dressers took his servants, beat one and killed one and stoned another. Again, he sent to other servants more than the first, and they did likewise to them. And the last of, his, last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? Now, before we jump into kind of the application of what it is, let me give you the background of this parable. So again, Jesus is speaking to the chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, religious leaders, and he gives this parable. The parable simply is, again, it's a theoretical par- a theoretical story. One, By the way, one thing unique about parables is it's important because if you go to Luke 16, uh, the rich man and Lazarus and descriptions of hell, uh, well, Sheol at the time, which one of these, we'll talk about that, but... Um, one of the things we look at is they are specific about parables. Parables are very generic. They never use proper names. They never use times and dates. They never talk about a very specific descriptive place. You go to Luke 16, you talk about the rich man and Lazarus. There's the rich man, Lazarus. You talk about uh, the time they're around because the rich man says, go back and tell these, uh, tell, you know, listen, Lazarus back from the dead. He can talk to my brothers. And, G- and Abraham says, you have any names, list of prophets there. So that, that one doesn't fit. And it would be the only parable. And a lot of people think it is, but it would be the only parable in scripture that says it also, um, he says in verse 33, here, another parable. A lot of the parables, uh, if not, I haven't checked this, if not, most are all are stated as a parable. Uh, anyway, we look at this, and it's a theoretical story. There's not truth behind it. Um, the theory of, of wine dressers and things of that nature, a vine dresser, this was normal. Uh, so the theory is true, the, theor- uh, the situation behind it. So this landowner had it. He paid people to come. They took care of it. And uh, so then he sent his servants to go get the fruit. Uh, they didn't. They wanted to keep the land. They realized the value of it, and they killed them. He sent a second group of servants. He same thing. Then he sent his son, and the son, of course, was sent. Uh, they thought they would honor, they would respect him, and it's okay. This has gone too far. Of course, they kill him. Uh, now, 
it doesn't take one of the things you look at parables uh, is they are if you say allegorical nature they 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 are truth but they have spiritual truth behind them and this is exactly what we're going to see in this point this is the very specific and frankly it doesn't take a huge amount to figure out where he's going with this and so let's read what he tells the people so he asks what will the master do to them verse 41 they said to him he will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to another vine dressers who will render to him the fruits of their season Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it was marvelous in our eyes. These religious leaders completely missed the fact that Jesus was giving a, the, uh, a, spirit, <coughs> excuse me, a spiritual story. And one of the reasons Jesus taught in, a, in parables, he did it purposely because those who wanted to learn, who understood what he was doing, would catch on to what was being said and would run with it. Uh, in this situation, he says, if you have ears to hear, let them hear. You didn't understand what's being said. You didn't have the ears to hear. Spiritual ears, you'd miss the truth behind it. And that's what's happening here. They're completely missing the truth behind what's being said. So and then he explains it in verse 43. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Whoever falls on this stone will be broken, and on who, but on whoever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now when the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they perceived that he was speaking of them. But when they sought to lay hand, hold, uh, hands on him, they feared the multitude because it took him for a prophet. So Jesus is referencing that, you know, this son, you know, here's the picture of the story. Uh, God comes out, he plants the vineyard. He hears, you know, the world. Um, and then he sends the son. He sends preachers out to tell people about the Messiah. And they reject it. So he sends out more. They reject it. Prophets, things of that nature. Then he actually sends the Messiah, actually sends Jesus. And they reject him as well. So what's happening is you were given all this truth. These, these spiritual leaders were given all this truth from the Old Testament. They rejected the truth they had. And now they're even rejecting God's son, the owner's son. And he says, we're going to hand away this. You are going to lose your what you have, your power. Of course, they recognize it was them and were angry. Well, at this point, of course, he's quoting Old Testament. He's referencing himself. They recognized him referencing himself as referencing the truth of the Messiah, um, taking really Old Testament truth that they would have known and saying, it's you. Nobody, nobody, when they're going against Scripture, wants anybody to take the Scripture and point it to them. No one wants to do that, especially spiritual leaders. And of course, at this point, they didn't like that. So they immediately got angry and they were going to take him and throw him, you know, take him to jail, take him away, throw him on the, put him on the cross, all the things they ended up doing. They didn't want to do it right there because, well, the, um, the crowds really saw him as a great teacher, as a prophet, and they were afraid of that. Hey, what's intriguing thing, if they were really right, you think that they that wouldn't be a matter. I mean, if you're teaching truth, truth is truth, and you stand on it no matter what. Uh, and that should be the case. So in this situation, if they're willing to do this in the crowd, you can see um, they're more worried about the culture and the fear of man than they are the truth, which, of course, was not the truth, and they knew that. Uh, but they had to hold their position. They had to hold that leadership. So when we look at this, we do know that uh, Jesus moves on. He, he brings in the idea of the grace. The Old Testament law has been completed. He brings grace. Uh, he, he brings salvation to the Jewish people, offers it to the Gentile people. Uh, by the way, the Old Testament prophecies to the nation of Israel are still just to the nation of Israel and not to the church. They're still forthcoming. Those promises that he gave are still coming. They will come in our future. Uh, well, what are some principles we can look at this? Well, the simple principle is for us is that God has sent us preachers to tell the truth 
God has already sent his son. Of course, they killed him. Um, the simple principle here we look at is we have the truth in front of us. What are we going to do with that truth? Are we going to embrace the truth we've been given? Or are we going to reject it? Obviously, specifically today, speaking of salvation, Jesus has come. He has been killed. He has been raised from the dead. He's alive, sitting in the right hand of God at this moment. And he is there uh, to bring us salvation and to intercede for us as Christians. That is a wonderful truth for us. And we look at this. This is kind of another reminder that Jesus is telling people who they are using Old Testament truths that they would know to state who they are. We hold on to the fact that this truth is for us. And anybody willing to accept the truth that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords, he is the Savior and call upon him, will receive salvation. Well, thanks again for joining us today on this Wednesday morning, giving me just a few minutes to be part of your day. I greatly appreciate it. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you have a great remainder of your week. Stick with us as we have a few more chapters, a couple more weeks, as we dig through the life of Christ, finishing up the book of Matthew. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.